Before we get to the episode, I've got something free for you. I'd love to give you a pack of Canva Instagram story templates and Pinterest templates that go with your unique brand's vibes. Whether you're more bright and colorful or more sophisticated and polished, I've got you covered. Take my website personality quiz at elizabethmccravey.com slash quiz, and you'll be matched with a few gorgeous DIYable website templates that would be perfect for your ideal client's vibes. You'll also get 10% off your template purchase from my shop, a free month subscription to show it, a full brand personality profile to tell you what design your client is looking for, and of course, those awesome Canva templates. You can get it all now for free at elizabethmccravey.com slash quiz. Now here's the episode. Welcome to episode one of the Breakthrough Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth McCravey, and you guys, I'm so excited you're here listening. I'm excited to connect with those of you I already know in this new way on a podcast, and for those of you I don't know yet, to make a connection as well. For some of you listening, you've followed along with me for a while. Maybe you're a blog reader or a friend on Instagram or someone who is with me in real life in Nashville, and if that's you, then you'll probably know parts of the story, but certainly not all of it. Because today I'm sharing my business story, really, uh, in a way I've never shared it before. So there's something here for you, too, even if you're already familiar with it. And I'm making a point throughout to give plenty of tips and tactical takeaways in addition to just telling my business story. So for meeting for the first time, I'm so, so pumped you're here, and I'm excited to serve you with content for your business and life. So let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Elizabeth McCravey and you're listening to the Breakthrough Brand Podcast. Each week, I'll bring you workshop style trainings that teach you how to stand out online, design success from the inside out and create a breakthrough business. It's time to turn viewers into raving fans and design the business and life of your dreams. I'm so excited you're here. All right, so we are telling my business story. And to give you guys a little like brief overview, I went from working a job in advertising that I wanted to love, but I actually hated, to starting my own business at a time when I felt way too young to be doing it. And it felt crazy at the time, but it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. And this episode, I'm going to tell you guys the story. So to throw it back just a little bit, I started college as a nursing major, which might be shocking to some of those who know me or know like what creatives are typically like. So I think I chose nursing because it was consistently told to me that it's a stable job, it's a good job. And I was someone who really loved anatomy and physiology class in high school. It was like literally my favorite class in all of high school, um, especially senior year. And looking back, I think I actually just liked the class because it was challenging and it was something I was able to excel at. Um, I'm pretty good at memorizing stuff, so I think that's why I was able to do well in the class. And 
after working with our school's career counselor in college, I took a test and this test was supposed to tell me what the perfect major for me is and what the perfect career path would be. So it landed for the perfect major on digital media studies, which was this combo major of computer science, graphic design, and then marketing and PR. So looking back, it was like, yes, of course, this test gave me that result because it really was the perfect major for me. But weirdly in high school, I'd actually not thought about a career in those things, but I should have because my middle school and high school interest all pointed to this digital media major. So I always loved designing since I was a little kid. When I was really young, I would tell people I wanted to be a fashion designer. And then I also in middle school and early high school, I did website layout themes or whatever you want to call it for MySpace. So my sister and I had this little MySpace page where we made layouts for fellow teenagers, really. So we designed all of these different things. People would be friends with us on MySpace and we would make layouts and they could use the code and put it on their sites. We also had like a beauty pageant on MySpace, all kinds of stuff. And this was like what I was choosing to do in my free time, like as much as I could as possible in middle school. That's what I was putting my interest towards. So design was always there, but I just didn't see it because I was looking at what people told me I could do in a career. So I'm really grateful that for that career counseling session to show me this major that I didn't even know existed. So you guys, I just loved this major in college and it taught me how much of a passion I had for design that, like I said, was there all along. And I also realized how much I really loved business stuff. And I started to see a lot of the entrepreneurial patterns that had been there since I was a kid. Like at one point I sold stuff on eBay, always thinking about business stuff. I had a business idea book. And like I said, the the MySpace side as well. So the business stuff was all there. And in college, I actually got to intern at a top PR agency in the San Diego, LA area. Uh, There was a location in both. Um, And I went to San Diego and lived out there for the summer. And it was just the most incredible experience. I learned so much from a very talented team of women. And I was there for their PR internship program, which stands for public relations, if you guys don't know. And at this point, I had taken just one graphic design class in college because this was my sophomore year of college in the summer. So I just had one semester, one class under my belt. And there was one day where my boss at this PR firm, they were looking for an outside design agency to hire for a project that was for client I was working on. It was like a little brochure design, if I'm remembering correctly. And you guys, I just decided to ask if I could take a swing at the project. I had basically no design experience. I had one class under my belt that was literally just like how to use graph design software was basically what that class was. And I decided to just go for it anyway and risk the like possibility of being embarrassed when they tell me no. And really, I had nothing to lose. And I was an unpaid intern. So I was free labor for them. And crazy enough, they said yes to letting me do the project. And I took it very seriously. I was like, I'm going to make this design as awesome as humanly possible. And suddenly this internship that was me doing like PR and social media type stuff turned from me doing the PR, social media, and then also design stuff. So as I finished out my time there, I ended up doing all kinds of random graphic design things. And it's all about asking, you know, I'm so grateful. I just asked. 
and learned through that experience to ask for what you want because you never know where it'll lead you. And to tell you guys where that led me, they actually hired me remotely for the rest of the time I was in college doing design and social media work, like posting on behalf of clients. And I worked remotely for them while I was in college the rest of the time. And I was paid really well for someone who was a college student. And this wouldn't have happened, I don't think, if I hadn't have just asked for what I wanted and risk the possibility of feeling stupid because someone says no. So that's the lesson there. Ask for what you want. So flash forward a little bit, I graduate from college and I have the dream of working at a big advertising or design agency. And you guys, I was picturing like the dress pants, the high heels, I wanted the giant office building, all of it. And I had glamorized that lifestyle in my mind. I don't even really know where I was getting the lifestyle from exactly, but I glamorized it so much and I thought that I just had to have it. And I wasn't considering starting a business at all. I thought maybe someday I would start one. It kind of always been in the back of my mind really since I was a kid actually, And I didn't even know what kind of business it would be, but I always kind of been there. But I thought it would need to be years and years away when I was a lot older and had experience in like the quote unquote real world. So I get married right out of college to my high school sweetheart, Adam, who we met in middle school. We started dating senior year of high school and then dated all through college. And that's a story for another episode. But we got married right when we graduated and he got a job offer in Nashville, which I was so pumped about because I'm like, okay, Nashville, like big ad agencies, big design agencies, like it's the place for me. So when he got that job, I applied for jobs in Nashville and I pretty quickly landed a job at an advertising agency. And I knew this wasn't like my long-term dream job necessarily, but like you shouldn't expect right out of college to land the perfect dream job ever. But it was a job that I saw as moving towards what my dream job was going to be. So I land that job before we get married and I moved to Nashville alone and start renting an apartment and I live there alone until we get married and then Adam moves there as well. And so I moved early for the job and turns out I hated the job. And you guys, This, if you've hated your job, then you're probably gonna be able to understand some of this, but it was really like the most confusing thing ever. And I know some of you can relate. So I wanted to love this job. I felt like I was consistently being told that I should love it because I was well paid for my age. I had plenty of friends and just people I knew who graduated with me who were still having a hard time finding a job. So it's like, I should be grateful because I did get one. And then I'm in this exciting city. I'm getting to do advertising, all of that kind of stuff. And yet I was over here being ungrateful and being miserable for being in this quote unquote fine job. And during that time, I struggled with why I didn't like it. Because like I said, I felt like everyone was telling me I should like it. So I struggled with wondering, like, maybe I'm just lazy. Maybe I'm not cut out for work. You know, for most people, senior year of college is kind of chill. It definitely was for me. I think I took like 12 hours my senior year and I was teaching yoga part time and doing some freelance work. But besides that, it was, you know, I was very much creating my own schedule, really chill. So I'm like, maybe I'm just not cut out for a real job. You know, maybe... Maybe I'm not as good at this as I thought. Maybe I don't have the capacity to do this. And I was just struggling with like feeling like I was lazy and just not good at anything. And like, why the heck do I not like this job? And to tell you a couple things about it, you know, it was a typical eight to five. We had to be in the office for a set number of hours, which most days was eight to five. And we had a lunch break for one hour. And we always had to be there 
during those hours, even if there wasn't work to be done, which sometimes, you know, things like in most jobs, things get busier and things get slower. But like many traditional jobs are, they want you to be there regardless of what the schedule's like. So there was times where it'd be like, we're watching Netflix, we're just scrolling Facebook, I'm listening to a podcast or an audiobook or whatever, working on my freelance stuff, like just because there wasn't enough to do sometimes. And you guys, I just, that just like as someone who really likes flexibility, likes being outside, likes creative movement and that kind of stuff, it was really hard for me. Like, you know, it was a job where if I wasn't sitting at my computer working, it was like I was there wasn't anything to do. Everything was computer work. So I struggled with not being able to take breaks, um, feeling like totally out of creative energy and things like that. Um, and again, the job itself like was a fine job. I think it was a combination of just the traditional eight to five, nine to five not being right for me. But also I think it was God's will that I had a bad first job experience because I think if I had wound up in like this perfect dream job where everything was whatever it would be right for me. I don't even know what that would be. But if I had landed in a job like that, I think I probably would have stayed with it. Like the whole reason my business even started was a result of me not liking this job. So I think it was God's will, uh, his plan for my life, (laughs) that that experience happened. So I'm really thankful for it looking back. So in addition to me not liking it, also had people tell me that I'm not supposed to like it as like a confirmation that everything's okay, like just suck it up. You're not supposed to like your job. But that was really hard for me because between traveling there and working, it was like nine to 10 hours of my day. And I felt like I not only needed to like it, but I needed to love it. If I didn't love it, I didn't want to stay there. I was really like, I'm a, I'm a fast mover, not much of a molar on things. So when I I wasn't feeling it, I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. And this company offered me a longer term contract, which they wanted me to sign for, I don't even remember how long, but a couple more years. And I'd only been there a couple months. Remember that I quit this job after like four months. Um, so I reject the contract and I thought I was going to have some time to figure out my next step. But instead, I actually left that day unemployed. And it was a really weird day. Like I felt this sense of like, <gasps> oh my gosh, like now I'm not not making an income. But I also felt this like really strange sense of freedom and excitement about what the future was going to hold. I felt really optimistic and like excited about work for the first time in a while. And I actually went home that day. My husband was working that night. And so it was just, I was just having the night to myself at home. And I remember I went on a run around our apartment complex and it was like this weird feeling of like, man, like, There's so much the future could hold, and I have no idea what it is, but I'm excited. Um, So flash forward a little bit more, once I start the process of not having a job, it did at times felt like really bad timing, because here I was, I had been married like maybe a month at this point, uh, but had worked that job for like four months, been married like a month. And so my husband and I got married right out of college. So we're over here with lots of student loan debt. We did not have any savings really. I think we had like a thousand dollars maybe. We were paying expensive rent in an expensive city. And it felt like this is not a good time to like lose an income because we needed the money. We did not have that like six month emergency plan or anything like that. But looking back, that could also be perceived as really good timing because on the one end, we had like the stead and not much savings. But on the other end, we didn't have a mortgage yet. We don't have children yet. Like 
we didn't have that much responsibility. So it did feel like a good time to like take a risk. So looking back, I see it that way. But at the time I was like, I can't start a business right now because I'm not prepared. So when I quit that job, I actually like wasn't planning to start a business. I didn't brainstorm anything for that. And I actually just was looking for other jobs. Like that's what I focused on was looking uh, for other jobs. So this, I went through a season where it was like kind of my in-between starting my business and leaving my corporate job. And I would call this my odd jobs season. So it was a season of teaching yoga, house sitting, dog sitting, and nannying. Those were like my main occupations during this time. And all the while while I was doing this, at least for the beginning of it, I was still looking for a job somewhere. Like I was on those job websites all the time, sending my resume places, all of it. I even had a couple interviews and like I was just looking for a job while doing all these other things. So the yoga teaching, I actually taught yoga in college. I'm a certified yoga teacher, Um, still feel very passionately about yoga. So it was, that was a fun thing for me to like, get to continue doing because now three years later I don't teach anymore and with nannying it was one of the biggest blessings of this time for me to look back on because unlike many girls I did not grow up babysitting like I when like I said my middle school hobbies was uh, doing MySpace stuff and I also cheered a lot and in high school I cheered I actually didn't really work that much in high school I had a job at a frozen yogurt place and I literally never babysat not even in college and so here I am as like a newly married woman I do right now we don't have kids still but I plan to someday have kids and I never had that experience of like really learning how to be around kids like learning how to take care of babies toddlers any of it I'd not had any nannying experience So looking back, it was such a blessing that like I got this experience. I worked with three different families consistently and it taught me how to take care of kids. So I had three families I worked with consistently to give you guys an overview. These all came on at gradual times, but one of them, I took the kids to school in the morning. So I literally would get to their family's house at about 5.50 a.m. before the mom left for work. And then I would do some various like chores for her and also eventually work on my business. And then I would take the kids to school and be done by like 8.30-ish. And then a couple days a week, I would go to another family and I was taking care of one kid while his mother was working. And I would you know, take him to the park, to sports practices, things like that. And then in the afternoon, every day, I took kids home from school and then I stayed with them until their parents were off of work. And then uh, consistently on weekends and nights, I babysat for all different families. Um, again, just taking the care of the kids when they're on like date nights and things like that. And one really cool thing that came out of this experience is that the family who I took to school in the morning, I ended up getting hired as a result of the parents were in the process of going through a divorce. And I know that's that's horrible and not a great situation to be in, but I think the Lord really used me in that situation in multiple ways. So the kids I was taking care of were actually the same age as my sister and I were with my parents got divorced when I was a kid. And through that, I was able to offer a different kind of comfort to these kids as someone who has also been through it. Also some words of encouragement for the mother as she went through it, worrying about her kids and if they were going to be okay as someone who's like, hey, this happened to me when I was their age and I'm okay now. Um, Being able to give those kind of words to them. 
And then also, it was healing for me to see these kids go through that at the same age I was, because I don't remember much about it. So seeing like being able to picture little Elizabeth and have a new sense of compassion for her through watching them and learning again about what it was like and being able to help them in a way that I need help when I was that age. So it was a really cool and unique experience. And I actually stayed with them past when I probably could have, like I could have quit sooner. Like when my business was doing really well, I still was taking care of them in the mornings just because I loved the family. And it also didn't interfere with my work day. You know, like I said, it was from like 5.50 a.m. to like 8.30. Um, and I just love taking care of them. So that was just a cool random experience um, from the babysitting stuff. And like I said, looking back, I wouldn't change any of that. And I'm really grateful for the experience of taking care of those kids. But to also throw it back, when all of this was happening, I was consistently embarrassed by what I was doing, which I don't even like to admit that now because there really is nothing wrong with being a nanny. But it was like this weird thing of like, I had a great job. I just got married, just moved to a new city. I just graduated. Now here I am babysitting for a living. And it that's really what it seemed like on the outside of what I, that that was what I was doing. And I hated thinking about how people perceived me in that situation. And, you know, looking back, yes, there were probably some people who had negative things to say about me. There always will be um, in those kind of situations. But in reality, people probably didn't really care. But in my mind, I felt like a little bit embarrassed at times. And one thing I'll point out here too, my parents both were incredibly supportive of me leaving my job, me starting my business. They were never like, what are you doing? You're crazy. Like they've always encouraged me in the pursuit of a business. So that was also a huge blessing at the time. My husband was, of course, also very supportive. So flashing it back again. Like I said, I still wasn't wanting to start a business. I was still looking for jobs. And kind of through the process of being on the lookout for jobs, I actually landed some clients, not jobs, but clients. And I had two social media clients that I got really early on where I was managing like their monthly social media and literally posting on their behalf. And then I also landed two really big design clients with no business in place. So one of them was a large Nashville event that happens yearly. It's called Iroquois Steeplechase. It's kind of like Kentucky Derby, but in Nashville is how I would describe it. It's a really big event. People love it. It's been happening over 75 years now. And for two years, I got to do all their graphic design for the event. And it was a total God thing that I got that job. Literally, I met someone at church who I don't even know anymore, but we kind of met in passing at a young adult event. And she was someone who worked on the PR team for Steeplechase and was kind of like, oh, you do graphic design. We need a graphic designer. And they looked at my portfolio, which was a lot of freelance work from college mostly and some stuff from the job I had left. And they were ready to go and ready to hire me. And so I did that work while I was nannying. So like... Picture someone, you know, like I said, I'm picking up kids and taking them to school in the morning, like while they're still sleeping before I wake them up, I'm working on this project. While I take a kid in the afternoon to like the trampoline park or if he's in a sports practice, I'm sitting in my car working on this kind of project. So I was I was doing this while nannying um, and if not even realizing it, but building my business through it. And the second year when I worked with Steeplechase, I did have like a legitimate business in place. But when they first hired me, I was just, you know, working off my old Gmail account and had no business website in place. 
So the other client I got during this babysitting time was a national restaurant chain, Logan's Roadhouse. Uh, Many of you have probably heard of them, but they're actually headquartered in Nashville. And they hired me to kind of help with the brand transition. They had just gotten this big rebrand and they, I guess I can't even remember that well now looking back, which is crazy because it wasn't that long ago, but they needed some extra designers. So I was with them for a temporary time. I think it was just like two to three months, maybe even less than that. And I came in every day and I wasn't every day of the week, but a lot of days of the week. And I did random stuff like I did a billboard for them, some to-go menus, random like email marketing stuff, all kinds of things like that. Um, Coupons, designed a lot of coupons. Uh, So that kind of stuff. And again, it was like I wasn't trying to start a business. I was trying to land a full-time job, but I was like loving all this stuff that was like a small taste of what having a business would be like. And funny thing, a little side tangent here, but when I was at Logan's, I actually, at that point, which is weird for me to think back on this, but I was wanting to start a blog. So many of you have probably been there. Maybe some of you are even actual bloggers, but it was like, here I was like, I don't want to start a business still, but I wanted like some kind of creative outlet. And so I was like, I'm going to start a blog, just like a lifestyle blog, like so many 20 something people do. So I worked a lot on this blog, which I only even kept live for like a very short amount of time. But at one point I was super like, I'm serious about this blog. And looking back, it's so funny because the best part of that experience for me was that I loved doing the graphic design for it. I literally branded it. I designed a website for it. And then also doing like marketing strategy for the blog. But then when it came to like actually maintaining it, I realized like, actually don't want this. But funny, because now I actually am a blogger in a sense. I'm a business owner who blogs and who does this podcast now. So it all kind of came full circle. But at that time, I really was like, I'm going to be a blogger. So maybe that's you. And if that is you, hey, go for it. If you want to be a blogger, but also maybe consider there's another business you could start that includes blogging versus just going after the blogging route itself. So a little side tangent here. So during this time when I was you know, freelancing with these different people, I was nannying a ton. I was doing dog sitting, house sitting, teaching yoga. I was just doing all the things. My husband, Adam, started to encourage me to start a business. I still like remember pieces of one night when he was like, hey, you're already kind of doing it. Like, why don't you just do it all the way? And I would say the way I describe like what happened with our conversations around my business was that he spoke my dream back to me. He knew what I wanted. Like, this is a guy, like I said, we had known each other since middle school, day the end of high school and all of college and had been married a little while. And like, he knew what I wanted. He knew what I was gifted at. He could see like my big picture dreams that I was over here limiting myself saying, I'm not ready to start a business yet. I need more time. He saw all that and he encouraged me to go for it. So a little lesson here, look for people in your life who can do that for you. And don't just discount people who tell you what you're good at and tell you what they think you should do because they love you. Sometimes we can hear compliments from people like our parents, our spouses, children, whatever. And we think like, oh, they're just saying that because they love me or because they have to. So maybe consider that those people are actually just telling you that because it's true. I'm grateful that he encouraged me in that way and said that we're, he's in it with me and we're going to go for it, even though I didn't feel ready. So I kept nannying, I kept dog sitting and doing all the random stuff to make sure I had consistent income coming in. 
But and I started to eventually in the fringe hours of all those jobs start to build my business. And I made a website. Like I said, you know, I'm a designer. So that part was a little simpler for me. But I made a website and I started attracting clients. I launched the site. I already had some clients in place before launching. And I actually remember on the first day I launched, I was able to book a website design client. It was a huge blessing. And in my first full year of business, I was actually able to match what I would have been making uh, in a year of my corporate job. And that was through like about a third of that was from the nanny and the odd jobs. And then the rest of that was from my business. So with those jobs together, I was able to match what I was making, which again, you guys, like I never would have guessed that that kind of thing would have happened. So I quit nannying completely about six to eight months after I'd been doing it, uh, that's an estimate. I can't really remember that well, but around then, and then I went full time in my business. And I remember it was scary going full time, and it felt like, man, like this is real now. I'm really like doing this. There's nothing to fall back on. But even when I did that, even when I went full time, I still did not have the confidence to call myself a business owner. So just to let you guys in on that, just because you own a business doesn't make you feel like a business owner. And in the midst of all that, it took me well over a year and a half to confidently tell people that I owned a business, like to be able to say, I own a website design business. And I'm not saying that's the correct way to view it, but I think that's how a lot of people feel. Uh, so if you're running a business and you feel like you don't have it together enough to be a quote unquote business owner, well, first of all, no one has it together <laughs> and that's okay. So you don't have to feel like you fit all the shoes of a business owner to run your business like a business. And eventually, hopefully, you'll have the confidence to call yourself a business owner. So another fun fact, early on in my business, I actually was mostly a social media manager. Like I literally would post content on behalf of my clients and do a little bit of graphic design stuff. So I started out like with basically a social media management company with graphic design sprinkled in there. And eventually I transitioned it to what you see today, which was a pretty slow transition actually, where now it's, I do branding and website design projects, like custom work. And then I also have a website template shop. And those are my two primary business things, but it wasn't always that way. So just know that like what you start out as in your business is might just be an entryway into running a business. It doesn't necessarily mean that's what you'll do forever. So now I want to just give you guys a little outline of how my business has changed over the years. So March 29th of 2016 was when I officially like launched my business. So like I told you guys, I already had clients. I was already making money in my business, but that's when I made it official and announced it on social media and like told people about it. So it was in 2016 in March. And that's also when I was nannying a lot and I kept nannying throughout like my business being new and launched. And like I said, at the beginning, it was a lot of social media management, which I loved and I hated. It was a mixed thing. And I decided to pivot towards mostly graphic design and slowly moved the social media stuff out to be mostly design stuff. 
And you guys, fun fact, I changed my business name twice over the past three years. So it wasn't always just Elizabeth McCravey. I thought early on that I needed a flashy business or agency name to be legit in the online space. So I picked names that kind of had that vibe. And my first business name was kind of vague. And my second one was almost too specific. And then last year, actually, just in 2018, I switched my business name to being my own name. And it's funny because I thought like I needed to have those special, you know, like I said, like an agency name, like my second business name literally had the word agency in it. But I was actually messing with booking clients because I was working with all these people or potentially working with them who had kind of been burned by working with big agencies. So they saw that and they're like, wait, I don't want to work with an agency. I actually want to work with an individual. And then I'm over here being like, I know it says that, but I actually am an individual. So it's funny. So I'm glad now though to just be under one name and I'll probably do an episode eventually about all the stuff that goes into changing your business name but yeah so I've been three different names and once I got more into design as my emphasis branding and website design soon became my main offering and again another thing I'll talk about another episode so you guys stay tuned on this podcast we have a lot of good stuff coming up But in the early days of my business, my prices were nothing like they are now. So the first website I ever did, the person who booked on that first launch day, I did it for $400. And then the first brand I ever did, I did it for completely free to learn how to do it. And those early projects, I wasn't like, quote unquote, paid well for them. But I was paid where I was experience wise, like I was a new business owner, I didn't have like a a huge portfolio or testimonials to guide people to trust me. And through those projects, I gained experience, I gained happy clients who are ready to tell other people about me, and testimonials, uh, portfolio work, all of it. So my prices have slowly changed over the years as my offerings have also changed. And then in 2017, I switched to using ShowIt as my website design platform of choice. And pretty fast, I saw an increase in my bookings because I am literally a better designer on ShowIt than I was with WordPress. So at first I was kind of focused on like branding mostly and I would do WordPress sites and I switched to show it and show it lets me be more creative and offer more to my clients, which in turn attract more and more people to my business. And then when branding and design became my big thing, I hit a period in 2017 and 2018, really, where I was solidly booked out like months in advance, like months and months and months. And I actually had that as like my goal. I was like, I want to be booked out. And I think it's because I was still kind of living in some fear around income. I wanted to know I had that consistency. uh, And I wasn't really trusting the Lord much um, in a lot of ways with trusting that I would make money in my business. So I was holding on to like wanting to book clients. And I thought that was a really good strategy for me. Uh, But I actually do not recommend that. Like I don't recommend booking yourself out super far. Uh, I was in demand in this time, which was a huge blessing. Like I said, a lot of people wanted to work with me and I was able to book out far in advance. But with being overbooked, I also became overworked because I was kind of saying yes to everyone. And when someone would come to me and say like, can't you just fit this in real quick? I would say yes, because I wanted to please people and I wanted to grow my business. And uh, a lot of that was tough for me. Like I was working nights, working hard, 
overworking a lot of the time. And so in 2018, like literally not even that many months ago, at the end of last year, I came up with a solution to my being overbooked and always having to turn people away. And my first solution earlier in 2018 was that I tried hiring other designers to work for me. Um, You know, it was like I'm making the money now to have someone working with me. And so my first thought was like, I should hire another designer. And I did not love this experience because I was outsourcing the very thing that people were paying me for, which you guys, that's just as you think about your business and hiring and things like that, do not outsource first the thing that you are being paid for. Don't outsource your expertise, outsource the other stuff that other people can more easily do. But for some reason, I was like holding on really tightly to the random stuff like reading my emails, posting blogs, things like that. And instead, I was like, I'm going to hire people to do brand design. So I tried that with two different designers. And I actually didn't launch any of the projects through that method. Uh, It was an experiment is what I would say looking back on it. And I'm really glad I tried it. But it wasn't the right fit for me at the time, which is not to say I won't ever hire other designers. But That definitely was not the solution at the time being. And then at the end of last year in like October-ish, I came up with a better solution, which was my website template shop. So now people can buy a website for me without working with me one-on-one and without paying the big bucks for custom work. And so it was a win-win. I solved two problems. The problem of people who weren't ready to pay for it because not everyone needs a totally custom design stuff yet, especially like brand new business owners. So it allowed those people that weren't ready for custom work to work with me. And then it also helped me with the problem of being booked out because it really is like it's a the templates are products I put a lot of work into, but then they sell on autopilot. So people can buy them at any time. And I provide a little bit of support and they're able to work with me in that capacity through the template shop. So now flash forward three years, that was a little scope of how my business grew. My business looks a lot different than it did in the early days. So now my business is primarily made up of custom design clients and the website template shop. And you guys, my business is still not perfect. I've learned that no one's business is and I'm always learning new things and I have about a thousand big ideas a day. And I'm really excited to see things grow bigger, grow bolder, and I'm excited to serve more people. And one thing I want to point out right here as we kind of get to the close of this episode is that I've been in business three years total, not even three years full time in the business, just like three years of this operation happening. And the reason I want to point that out is because things move faster than you think they will, or at least they can if you let them and if you work towards that, if you work smart. Uh, We're smarter, not harder. And you guys, when I early on had all these big dreams for my business, like I literally created a timeline for myself of the things I wanted to do in the business. And the timeline was so much longer than it was in reality. Like you guys, even early on in my business, after like maybe, you know, months in, I knew I someday would be interested in having a template shop. I knew I wanted to have a podcast. I knew I wanted to get to speak at big events. Like I knew I wanted to work with people who felt like absolute dream clients to me, like all of those things I knew I wanted. And I legitimately had like a Google Doc timeline, I still have it, where I laid out when I thought it was possible for these things to happen. And you guys on my timeline, all those things should still be years away. Like I thought I wouldn't be able to launch the template shop until I'd been on show it a certain amount of time. I thought I wouldn't be able to speak at a big event until I had been in business a certain amount of time. All these 
were mindset problems, really. I did not understand how quickly I could move and how capable I could be. And those opportunities all present themselves sooner. And I was ready for them sooner than I thought I'd be. So don't let your own silly timeline and expectations hold you back from moving faster in your dreams, because you might be ready for big things sooner than you think you are. So you guys, this sweet little business of mine, to sum it up, I've been able to max out what I thought I could earn by tripling, almost quadrupling what I was making at my first job. And I've been able to pay off all of our student loan debt, my husband and I, and within two years of being married, we were able to pay it all off. Um, We're going to be able to buy our first home soon with an actual like decent down payment. And we've even been able to save for retirement a lot through, you know, me setting up my own retirement account as a self-employed person. We've been able to give generously, even when we had really low, scary months early on where I thought I was not going to be able to earn enough to pay the bills. Like the Lord has blessed us so, so, so much. And my whole goal with this episode is just to show you guys that you can do it too, to show you what's possible and to give you an inside look to see that like maybe things are different than you think they are different than you think they have to be even. So you guys, thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, listen to the other ones, keep listening, subscribe, and please leave a review. Tell a friend who you think would enjoy the show and keep listening because there's more content coming. I've already like alluded to some of the upcoming things, but you guys, there's so many great topics. I'm excited to teach you on to share an inside look at my business and eventually interview some awesome guests as well. So Thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you guys again next Tuesday. Bye for now.